Welcome into the Fortress of Comic Dude podcast. My name is Tyler. Hi, Mary. And I am Kylie. No McCord this week, so sad. Yeah, damn. Guess when we're getting used to him. <laughs> He's left us for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to know: is he skinnier than me? <laughs> what? What? I don't know. So this week... What is this? I don't know what this joke is. This week, we're talking about comic books influenced by other media, uh, which is a topic I've kind of wanted to do for a while. This is just going to be kind of a kind of a more laid-back discussion episode. And this is something I think that we've all seen before. Um, specifically from the movies, I think, more than anything else. But uh, sometimes from like different animated series and video games and stuff, when things become popular, you start to see things incorporated into the comic books that, you know, especially if something becomes really hot at one time, it's like we need to try to make it match kind of tonally or at least somewhat to the popular thing instead of like, obviously the source material affecting the thing that's adapted. It's some kind of, sometimes it feels like it's backwards. Um, so I guess like start with the easiest question is like, when do you think it's okay to do that or is it okay? Does it bother you when they do those kind of things? It's never okay. I hate it all. <laughs> just I, I sure have no true. opinion about this. <laughs> Are you talking about like when they did uh, when the X-Men movie came out and then Grant Morrison's new X-Men they all had like the, yeah. the leather suits from the movies. And they don't and even really try to hide it that well. That no, much not at all. It's like, clearly it's like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. Uh, it, Does stuff like that bug you? Uh to a to an extent, not too mm-hmm. much, because I understand what they're, what the point of it is to mm-hmm. to get new people in there to you know that were never real comic book readers and they've yeah. seen the movies and they want to go. Hey, that looks and, like that thing I like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this does look like what I saw in the theater. <laughs> That's fair, but like, shouldn't it kind of be the other way around though? You know what I mean? Shouldn't the the comics be influencing the movies more so than the movies are influencing the comics? Uh, I think you can only go so far with that. I mean, mm-hmm. if you dress up Wolverine like he is in the comics or Hawkeye like he is in the comics, <laughs> yeah. it's not going to translate well on the screen. Work. Yeah, that's true. I'd love to see it, though. Yeah. I mean, it, it can work. It definitely can work. When you look at something like Batman the Animated Series was such an influential thing on just the mythos of Batman, and it's probably the most like perfect version of that character that, that a lot of stuff in batman changed going forward from that show a good example of that is like mr freeze was a very silly throwaway character until the episode heart of ice which they introduced the whole like nora out the nora freeze thing and like oh he's trying to save his wife and all that stuff which is now the canon version of mr freeze but wasn't up until that point so like it definitely there's times where it's like for the better for sure because it's like oh yeah what i I think it's it's okay when it's like stuff nobody cared about. Like mess with that stuff. Go ahead and mess with Mr. Freeze because nobody gave a shit about yeah. Mr. Freeze, you know. Or like when you're introducing new things like Harley Quinn and stuff. Obviously, like is a character I'm not particularly fond of, but is like majorly successful. There's no debating that. And she's changed quite a bit over the years. At this true, point. but you don't get her without 
that animated series yeah. and eventually makes her way into the into the comic stuff. But the, it, it it does bother me in times like Straczynski Spider Man, where you know they're coming out the same time the Raimi movies are coming out, and you know Raimi's Spider Man has organic webbing and stuff. So we got to give Spider Man organic webbing because those movies people forget how big those movies were. People kind of trash on the Raimi Spider Man movies now. It's like those movies were hugely oh, yeah. popular. And so we go through a whole totem thing and give him organic webbing. And then a couple of years later, it's like, hey, Straczynski, we're doing Spider-Man 3 and we're putting him in a black costume. So we need you to do this big back in black event thing. We're trying to push the black costume again. There, there are times where I think it's like, okay, guys, it's a little bit on the nose. Marvel really, Marvel is probably the worst with it. As I would far agree. As, yeah. They really push it, yeah. DC is definitely guilty, though. I mean, oh, yeah. they push it even as far as like making their characters look like the actors. Oh, they yeah. do. Yeah. So, oh yeah. I mean, like Tony Stark is Robert Downey Jr. in Marvel Comics. Like, there's yeah. no in attitude, in appearance, in everything. But if you go back and look at like when the Ultimate Universe came out, and you had an African American Nick Fury, mm-hmm. and he looked like Samuel L. Jackson because that's yeah. who they modeled him after. Yeah, and then when he pops up in the movies, you're like, that's kind of cool. That so kinda it's cool. kind of the opposite there. Well, supposedly that was like trying to, what's the word? Not bait him, but uh, that was supposed to like in good faith. It was kind of like they did that to like look, see, we like we want <laughs> we look. like it, you. This looks like yeah, as <laughs> as to kind of like a, a like show like good us. faith, I guess, kind of a thing. Please like, come do a movie. With come us. please do this. Yeah, please come be our Nick Fury. Hmm. Please. <laughs> Uh, like it's a, I just think it just depends on what it is you're messing with. Like a character like Iron Man again is one of those things that was like a C list character before that movie came out. So I don't think anybody was really too offended to have his character change so much because like he wasn't that popular, and then even the people that were fans of that character were kind of pissed off because that was right after Civil War ended when Iron Man the movie was coming out so it's like even the fans of that character didn't like that yeah. character anymore so it was like go ahead and do with him whatever you want <laughs> but when you like th- there, there's a limit to to me like I don't want I, I wouldn't want to open I, I want to feel like my comics are like kind of sacred at least a little bit to some degree because at the same time it's like no matter what the movies do I want my comics to be there like if the movie bombs I don't want my to feel like the comic is bombing you know what i mean like i want a little bit of detachment yeah you know i don't want to open a superman book and have him look like henry cavill that's not you know what I, mean? I don't want him to be drawn like henry cavill that that would bother me yeah because like that's no that's, and they that's, dc hasn't really messed with that have no they? Like, not even really with the suit and everything um i mean definitely pretty... when the aquaman movie was coming out it's like oh aquaman's growing his hair out yeah. long again and he's got a beard again and he doesn't really look like momoa but you can tell like Hey. There's, been, there's been some variant covers they've done where it's like, oh, that's oh, yeah. <laughs> that is Jason Momoa, and um, like the the rebirth costume for Wonder Woman is straight up the the Gal Gadot Wonder Woman costume, which I mean wasn't that different from yeah. the comics anyways, but like almost like to the T though. I mean it, it's pretty spot on too, because I mean the the look that she had in the New Fifty Two was very different, and then when they went to Rebirth and they all got redesigned costumes, the one that Wonder Woman got is very much the the one from the I, I do have an example that irritated but didn't, me. But didn't Rebirth start before the movie came out? Same year. Same year. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Batman v Superman came out in March. Rebirth launched in May. So, Okay. Uh, when they did uh, the Joker book, the graphic novel. Uh, that's a good example. Which was awesome, but they 
modeled the Joker after Heath Ledger to a point with the the scarred oh, face. Because even Batman too looks. Well, a that's lot what, like... yeah. Like the one panel Batman shows up, it's like, well, that's Christian Bale's Batman, and I'm yeah. like, it was a great story. Why did they have to do that? Which yeah, is that like kind of irritated me. That's uh, and that's the Batman that Bermejo's chosen to keep. Like even the one that's like in Batman yeah. Damned, yeah. it's still the Christian Bale Batman costume. Yeah, at least very a, ver- ar- a very, very armored. Yeah, suit. the one that's in Batman Noel is a very yeah. you know Christian Bale Batman. So it's yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, I think it, like Batman for a long time was always like multi-tone costumes of like gray and blue or gray and black or whatever but then when the movies came out and the keaton costume was all black and everything and then they went on to the kilmer costume or whatever and they were all black they relaunched J- jla with grant morrison and now batman's in an all black costume with the big yellow oval on his chest to look more like the movies and stuff it's i it's it's hard to argue it because like i i get it like hey look this thing's really popular lean into the thing that's really popular like mm-hmm. it's it's hard for me to bash them over the head too much with that but i definitely think there's a line that you walk where it's like this is kind of annoying <laughs> like i don't really care for this all yeah. that much the the Straczynski spider-man one i think was the the biggest one for me that just felt so so on the nose to me and i i don't know you know i mean i don't want to assume too much like maybe for all i know that was part of Straczynski's pitch maybe that was something that he wanted to do but it, it really felt like editorial being I, like, I with hey. how with how his run ended it wouldn't surprise me if it was editorial if this was early on and he was like okay i'll do this for you Fine, i'll no. do this for I'll you and then an organic way and then finally at the end he's like i'm done with you guys you yeah. I'm, i quit it sucks too because i really would have loved to seen an untainted untouched straczynski spider-man so that that's the one that i think that was probably the the one that sticks out to me because that was the first one I ever noticed, I think. Like, that was the first one that, like, stuck with that, really stuck out to me. Like, oh, this is because the movies are doing that. That's why they're doing that. Hmm. You know, when you play a game like Injustice or something and you play as Harley Quinn, you're like, that looks like Margot Robbie, like, right on the nose. You know yeah. what I mean? It's kind of like, okay, I get what you're doing. Um, and it's, again, it's hard because it's like, do you, like, fault them for that? Do you, you know? I don't know. And it goes back when we did our uh, Batman anniversary episode. One of my, I think, I don't know if it was an honorable mention or whatnot, but it was the little three-part series back in the day when the Tim Burton Batman had come out. And in the comic book, they had destroyed Gotham to show, like, the old architect, so Mm -hmm. the architecture, so it looked like the Burton Gotham City suddenly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I mean, that's that's probably the, the, I mean, they came out and said exactly that's what they were doing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first time I really remember it. I wasn't obviously alive. Born. So I, was, yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't reading comics back like when the, the Chris Reeve movies were coming out, but did they, cause I know like the merchandising and stuff obviously was a big deal for Superman at that point, but I don't know if the comics and stuff were influenced too much. Um, I remember that was getting the first some, one, so I don't know if that was, I got some movie adaptations where it, I mean, it, even still in that looked like. Superman, as far as I can remember, as a, as a kid, and and the few Superman comics read back then were were still, you know, mm-hmm. Superman. You yeah, didn't really mess with it that much. Does that make me like a hypocrite too? Because I also love when Gary Frank draws Superman because he just draws him as Christopher <laughs> oh. Reeve. <laughs> so maybe I'm kind of playing both sides a little bit too because I I kind of love that because like oh it's like a good legacy thing like oh that's that's Gary Frank's image of Superman mm-hmm. is, is Christopher Reeve so he's just gonna draw it how he. But like it's weird. 
Because like that one to me feels more like an homage than it does like an editorial being like, make it look like this movie from 30 oh, yeah. years ago. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I know they did that with some of like the old George Reeves Superman TV show from the 50s and stuff because it was so popular. They would do not really model Superman after George Reeves in, in look, but I definitely think they tried to um, bring some of the elements from the TV show into the books and stuff like that. But that's been going on like even since the beginning. And it, it, it works when you introduce like new ideas, like we were saying earlier, like Mr. Freeze and stuff. Like the Superman radio show that was on in the 30s and 40s introduced a ton of stuff that we know now as stuff to be, you know, key stuff to Superman that didn't originate in the comics and stuff. Like Kryptonite and stuff came from the radio show. Jimmy Olsen came from the radio show. Stuff like that. Hmm. Um, You know, the Fleischer cartoons made Superman fly. He flew for the first time there, not in the comic books. In the beginning, he could jump an eighth of a mile. So... (sighs) I don't know. I like. I doubt anybody back then was like, he can't fly. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't think people were paying much attention back then. No. Probably too busy focusing on the stock market crashing <laughs> <laughs> and a war approaching. Just taking a wild guess. <laughs> Who am I, though? Who am I to know? I don't know. Mary, you haven't really said too much. Do, do you think it's okay? Does it bother you? Do you not really have too much of an opinion on it? Yeah, I don't really have too much of an opinion on it. Um, I I think it would be better served to, if they wanted to have their the media influence the comics, is to do like side stories, mm-hmm. maybe not make it a part of the um, full on universe. Like mm-hmm. you guys were saying, the X Men they. They straight up just changed them all to black leather suits after yeah. that movie had come out. And that was, I bet a lot of people didn't like that. They but maybe know. it would have been okay if it was just like, okay, this this comic is a part with the movie. Just like when they did the Smallville comics. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't read them. Did they look like the characters when yeah. like oh, their yeah. art? Yeah. Okay. So, but that's like a side story it's exactly. an off story it's yeah. not of the main and they did that with they did an arrow series oh, based yeah. on the i don't TV mind like show. tie-in stuff if you're gonna yeah. do like tie-ins to the movies and stuff whatever that doesn't really bother me at all let, let me ask you this because this is i feel like a good example especially like for you mm. like we, we don't really watch it anymore but like when the flash tv show was first coming out we did enjoy it quite a bit the first couple seasons yeah right and we really enjoyed the show But the same, so like I can like the show, but at the same time, I'm really glad that like they weren't changing the Flash in the comic books to be like the show. You know what I mean? There wasn't all of a sudden like this big group like Team Flash in the show, and like his costume didn't start looking like leathery and stuff like this. You know what I'm saying? Even if I liked the show, it's like I don't really want to see that here in your main comic. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want those two things to be. You know, if anything, make the show more like the book, not the other way around. Is that that's the yeah. way I would go? Oh, and if it was Marvel and they had the Flash, that you, I know damn well that costume would have changed. <laughs> yeah, would have been all streamlined and bulky and kind of armory and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think Marvel's more guilty of it than than DC. But I mean, DC definitely they had, like I say they have their fair share of all that stuff. But I don't know. I just I I really appreciate when 
I mean, we were just mentioned right before we started recording, like when a show like Doom Patrol or something that comes out, when it's like almost as true an adaptation as I've seen, Mary has the hiccups so bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love seeing stuff like that. And it's like, oh man, they really just like went as like true as they could to that original Morrison run. Yeah. Where it's like, I'd rather see more stuff like that. I don't want to see a Doom Patrol comic come out, come out in the coming months. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, like the show, whatever. It's like, no, because the show was like the book. Like that, I don't know. To me, it's like, you're adapting this. It just feels like this weird, it's like, we're basing this off of this that's then going to influence this thing to be like the thing before. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like this weird Circle. cycle that goes around and stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't read Deadpool because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that much about Deadpool. Deadpool's, but I mean, I don't know how much of the Deadpool comics have been influenced by movies at all. Because I know those movies have obviously been crazy successful. Uh, I I don't know. I think I thought they did a pretty good job with the with the movies and breaking the fourth wall and all that. And I thought, the, yeah. I thought for the most part the costume looked good. Oh yeah, um, yeah, pretty, it's not, pretty comic you know, accurate. But they didn't go into any of like the like schizophrenia or whatever, like the multiple like personality yeah, thing no. that Deadpool has going on in the movies, which is probably the right decision, I think. Yeah, I don't think. Well, yeah, I don't think you'd have the Deadpool in the comics is a character that I don't really have feelings for. I don't There's know. no emotion towards him mm-hmm. in the movies. It's a little different. Yeah, you know? they've they've given him some depth where in the comics he really has none. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, if anyone out there reads Deadpool, let us know if, like, since the movies have come out, had, did the, was there a shift in the in the comic Deadpool at all, or has it basically stayed the same? Because look at, like, Guardians. Like, oh, yeah. Like, that was a completely, you know, different... I mean, the, the movie takes a lot, I think, from, like, the Dan Abnett run and stuff, but, like... For the from what we think of the Guardians now compared to what they were before that movie are almost completely different things. I mean, I, I other than like I think Star Lord's the only one that's like basically a consistent member of that team in most iterations. I mean, for the most part, I mean, when they originally came out, they were it was basically the team you see in Guardians Two that you yeah. know the Stallone and the the Crystal Dude and the yeah. you know all that the the weird characters Yondo Yondu was. Was mm-hmm. one of the main guys, but now for the history of time, people will think you know Rocket, Gamora, yeah. Drax, Mantis, all those. You know what I mean? That's exactly. that's gonna be the Guardians team from here going forward. Yep. But then again, it goes back to the thing too, where it's like, yeah, but they weren't really like a thing that was all that popular. So like that, those ones don't really bother me because it's like they they the movie almost made that thing what it is. Like, don't mess with something like. Spider-Man, like Straczynski's Spider-Man, because Spider-Man was already an A-list character that was already popular. You didn't need to mess with that thing and tweak it to make it more popular or whatever, because it already was. If you can make Guardians popular with the movie and stuff, and then you want to like set that as like, okay, this is the standard for Guardians going forward. That doesn't really yeah. bother me. Yeah. Because how many Guardians fans were there? <laughs> There was hardcore Marvel fans. Uh, I read a lot of that, the old uh, <laughs> Abnett and Landing stuff, which was pretty cool. A lot of the War of Kings, all that cosmic stuff, which is pretty weird for me because I usually don't get into the cosmic aspect of either of the universes. It's mm-hmm. when, when they start going out into space, I could care less with 
with both so Marvel weird. and DC. And it is very weird because I'm a big sci-fi guy. Mm-hmm. And that stuff usually doesn't interest me. I love stuff in space. Um, I think I got into all that stuff because, you know, Thanos was always involved at, at mm-hmm. some spot. and that, I mean, Infinity Gauntlet was coming out when I was a kid, and that was just amazing. So Thanos is another one that's a pretty different character that we see in Infinity War and Endgame that, you know, that we saw in the original Starland stuff. Yeah, but they've, they've come out and, I mean, they've they've tweaked that character many times over mm-hmm. over the years. So It's, I mean, a, a different iteration and stuff, definitely. It, it, <laughs> are you okay, Mary? <laughs> no, I'm not. Poor Mary. She's having such a hard time. <laughs> I am. I don't know. I just st- stuff like that is interesting to me how, you know, things get affected by other things and it's it, everyone's in the business to make money and that's just like what it is. That's like the harsh reality like nobody oh, yeah. really nobody cares about Bobby that's going to the store every week buying Batman. They care about all those people that are raking in all that merchandising and box office money from the movies. And so once that thing becomes popular, obviously they're all going to, you know, follow suit after that but no i never did see i don't watch the dc stuff but the last uh, crossover they did had batwoman mm-hmm. and the pictures i saw that she looked very much like oh, yeah. she stepped right out of the comic book yeah she did look was pretty i sweet. did watch the crossover which i don't even watch the cw shows anymore that was the only thing i watched i hadn't seen but i mean the, the crossover is usually pretty much kind of stand on their own yeah like they're not all the shows kind of come to a halt for a week to do that so like if you're not watching Flash every week, you can watch like the crossover with Flash and Arrow. As long as you kind of know who you're those characters like, are. What's happening? Yeah, you don't need to have seen the whole season to watch the show because they usually kind of like, it's like everything stops and they go to this planet and fight these guys for a week and then they all come back or whatever it is. And like this year they're doing Crisis on Infinite Earths. So I'm like, interesting. Yeah. Which is funny because I'm like, hmm, like Crisis on Infinite Earths is interesting because like there's two like, pretty major dc characters that die in that series and both of them oh, have yeah. tv shows on the cw but i don't think cw is ballsy enough to kill <laughs> off flash or supergirl no, so bring them back. just like they weren't ballsy enough to do the flashpoint the right way or to have it long enough to it actually yeah, I heard matter that was really really quick yeah but it was one episode it was one that episode was, yeah. okay that's that, really quick. that could have been a whole season <laughs> oh yeah worth of- yeah you could have done some cool stuff with Flashpoint. Could have, oh, yeah. didn't. It, it was almost like barely enough that you could even call it Flashpoint. It was like... Yeah, once they did that, I was like, do I even care about this show anymore? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> so sorry. Do I even care about this show anymore? That was the start of the, the fall of Flash. Was that the third season? That was the, that was the beginning of the third season, season. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then towards the... You know, when, once you get to the whole Savitar thing... Stupid. It was uh, really stupid. Then you're done, basically. <laughs> well, they've announced Arrow is ending. Yeah, this is the yeah. final season of Arrow. So and a they, shorter season. Yeah. Right? So do you think they kill Arrow, Green Arrow, in the Crisis crossover instead of oh, Barry or Supergirl? I still don't see him having the balls to do that because I think they'd like to bring the character back every now and then for. How long is the season? I'm not too sure. Is I don't know. Only I want to say half 10 season? It's only t- yeah, it's only like 10, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a shorter cuz they're they're doing them like in halves, so it's like Arrow will be like in the fall and then Batwoman will be after the new year or whatever. Like 
So like oh, I think okay. Batwoman's a shorter season too. So it's like they'll because be... it's going to be her first season. Yeah, because they they all can't have full seasons because they only have so many nights a week and they have like eight DC themed shows now. So it's like, what can you do? Like they were doing that with Legends for a while too, where they were shorter seasons. Um, I think Black Lightning still does shorter seasons. How many fucking shows is that do they still? Have? Going? Yeah, really? yeah, it's on its And is that season? part of the? Universe. They're Black in a Lightning separate, is in a separate universe, okay. but, so, but so is Supergirl too. Supergirl's in a separate. Uh, well, why doesn't this surprise me? <laughs> the Supergirl one, like because Supergirl started on CBS and then got canceled by CBS and then picked up by the CW. So like, so when they cross over, it's like she's from an alternate. She, she's from an yeah. alternate world, basically. Yeah. So. so they can't just call Supergirl for everything that they need. I'm hoping. And then in Supergirl, they don't even talk to Martian Manhunter. I don't know why I'm hoping because I don't watch the shows, but may- maybe I'm hoping isn't the right term. Like I would assume after Crisis on Infinite Earth, she's in their Earth. I bet if yeah. I had to guess, once I could the, see that. the Earth because that was the whole point of Crisis. Yeah. Was I bet you there'll be one. Let's fix them. all this multi-universe. So Black crap. Lightning will probably be in their universe as well. I would imagine because isn't Batwoman because Batman and Superman don't exist in the Flash and universes world. So then does Batwoman? Is she in Supergirl's world? They explained that in the crossover, and I cannot remember. I don't remember either. So I'm guessing the times the Superman has popped up, it's been on Supergirl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But like the Earth that like Flash and Arrow are in doesn't have a Superman. Hmm. Or a Batman. Or a Batman. Okay. No, I think they do have a Batman because when they go to Gotham to go find Batwoman, Arrow knows who Batman is. It's but weird. They don't have I don't watch the show enough. Somebody out there is okay. probably like, "Of course so they then, do." Okay. <laughs> I don't watch. We don't. We don't watch the enough of the anymore. teeny bopper shows to to yeah. know. Um, yeah, we went off on a whole like little CW thing there for a minute. They got a lot of damn shows. We do. Yeah. And is, them, is Legends still on? I, as far as I know, I think I, they're I all really still on. I enjoyed Legends. Legend, I heard that was the cheesiest one. Legends was the but like was we don't so take ourselves though. seriously yeah. show. Yeah, though. it was the show that you don't have to watch any of the other shows, and you can watch this one and just have a fun time. Hmm. And it was just like this, like most like random, just cast of yeah of characters. But I just remember being disappointed. I'm like, man, you guys have a show that's focused around time travel, and Booster Gold's not on the team. Like, yeah, that feels like that's a, kind of a loss, a big missed opportunity there. Because you have Rip Hunter. Right, he's the the leader of the. Yeah, I'm like, okay, obviously you have Rip Hunter there, like, nudge nudge, Booster Gold's kid, like, what, where, it's right there, guys. Yeah, it was right there. I love Booster too. Oh yeah, like if I was if I'm in that meeting room, that's like the first thing that comes in my head. Like, hey, we got this idea for the show. Every episode they're gonna kind of hop through time to different things. I'm like, okay, well, Booster Gold's gotta be on the team. Like, duh, that's like the first first name I'm throwing out there. Why would you not? Because yeah. it's DC. Yeah. <laughs> Because they had like who they had like Captain Cold and Heat Wave and was a Hot Girl on that team for a while too. Legends. The Adam on that. The Adam, yep. yeah. Yep, Hot Girl, Hawk Man. Commander Steel. Yes. Um. Rip Hunter, White Canary. Yep. Um. Captain Cold wasn't on there for. I mean. It, he was on there for like uh, the Tell first Fox season. Fox called definitely. him back and said, "We want to do more Prison Break," and he was like, "See, I see, you. Yeah. I'm out." <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Oh, what's her name? The girl that can change into the animals. 
Oh, uh, Beast Vixen. Girl. <laughs> Beast Girl. Vixen. Or she doesn't change into the animal. She just she gets powers. Yeah, she. Yeah. She can harness like She's the power on there. of She was on there. Totems and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know who the current team is because they were switching around. Yeah, like every season huh. was a different. Like I they would add in. So they would take somebody away and add in somebody. Because yeah. Firestorm was in there as well. Yep. But then he wasn't. That's right. We it, I, didn't they kill off Firestorm Martin. during one of those crossovers? They killed off Martin Stein. Yeah. Okay, because we happened to tune in for that this the death scene and we were laughing at it because it was just because that's we just were coming in just watching that scene and I remember talking to a coworker at work that had watched it and was just all excited about it and was like I was crying and he was explaining <laughs> that was the scene he was crying at and I'm like. We happened to flip it over during that scene. We were laughing our asses off. <laughs> the, the CW shows do have moments where they can be sincere. But, I mean, it's definitely a different kind of, like, it's a different target audience. It's the CW. Yeah, exactly. It's the <laughs> teeny bopper. Yeah. They, they know who their audience is, and they're pandering to them, and it's it's fine. It's making them a lot of money. We were all so. that age at one point, and we would have watched the heck out of these. Yeah. The thing is, though, like, I don't know, people call them, like, the teeny shows and stuff, but I, do you think it's mostly teenagers that watch those shows? Because I feel like it's mostly, like, people in, like, their early 20s that are watching those shows. <laughs> I mean, the early 20s can still fall into Teeny yeah. Bopper. Um, yeah. Because it's, like... You still haven't pulled your head out of your ass at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, the, the young college age and still into drama. Yeah. yeah. Um, though I love drama, but not, not real-life drama, but I like TV show drama. But this is too much drama. These shows. Anyways, moving on. What do you mean by TV show drama, though? I feel like that's a pretty blanket statement. It is a blanket. Well, you have like high school drama. Yeah, you have your high school drama. Yeah. Like, you know, when mm-hmm. when you deal with people out in the real world at this point in your life, and you they're acting like they're still in high school, it's yeah. just like I don't have time for this. I really, this is I ridiculous. can't handle. I can't handle like shows that do like. Uh, he broke up with me. Uh, he broke up with me. Uh, I'm so sad because he broke up with me. I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is my opinion <laughs> let me have it <laughs> oh geez because it's stupid because oh, yeah. i was never that person yeah so. that's fair like i say the cw shows for like for what it's worth it's like man the flash is like a household name now because of that yeah. show same with green arrow you know it's like so how much can i really hate on it too much i guess like well fine. it's uh going back to kind of what we were discussing like the uh the sales for Green Arrow mm. when that show was hot, it was, it was insane. It was, yeah, a lot. There's another um, big one too, though. During the New Fifty Two, when they they shaved his goatee and stuff off, yeah. they they didn't really draw him as Stephen Amell so much per se, but like they yeah. they they Definitely got rid took of off the, the facial the hair like back for when that. Uh, Kevin stuff. Smith brought him back. I mean, mm-hmm. he he was like it was good old classic yeah. Green Arrow when he came back. And yeah. yeah, they they. They did some. some There's changing. a lot of people that really didn't care for the new Fifty Two. I that was on one. Arrow. So I I read they even almost had the, all... they had TV show writers writing the comic book at yeah. one point. And I'm like, oh man, that's yeah, a bad that's bad. idea. <laughs> I read almost all the at least the number ones of the new Fifty Two, and a, Green a Arrow was one that I read the first issue and I was done. I was like, nope, not doing that. Wonder Woman, I was excited for. Azarella's Wonder Woman was quite and good. read the first issue and. Really? The I, first I issue didn't grab me, and I was like, okay, you didn't get okay. me with the first issue, I'm done. Okay. And I was kind of excited. Wonder Woman, Azarello, this should be good. But first issue, no. 
And I also liked trying to uh, find oh, what was her name? The they introduced her as part of like the the where you had the Phantom Stranger and you had the weird Pandora. Oh, but, oh, yeah. And she was in, she was in all of <laughs> she was in all the issue ones somewhere yeah. hidden in there. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, but what now, a forgettable character. <laughs> but now you see how uh, Green Arrow is. Yeah, I mean, when Flash Six? came out, Pandora? what's that? Secret Six? No, Pandora was the Pandora was her own little yeah. thing. Oh, she okay. was the one that she shows up in that big giant splash page at the end of Flashpoint where you see like the New 52 universe and the Vertigo universe and then Pandora's there. She was kind of like the puppet person yeah. behind the New 52. Or at least that's Is that they... World of Flashpoint? Was it the teenage girl? Yeah. Uh, yeah that had I the guess. black hair? I don't know if she no. black hair. She kind of had a purple cloak. Yeah. That she wore. The, there were, there, the first big event of New 52 was a story called Trinity War and she was like the villain of of Pan, of the event and it was a very forgettable story yeah yeah sorry sorry sorry, jeff johns jeff johns trying his damnedest but uh uh but going back to it um so flash came out Mm with everyone everyone i talked to who loved arrow loved the flash more and the sales kind of dipped on green arrow and flash was getting pretty crazy and now at this point where Green Arrow is ending. I mean, they've canceled the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, now, I believe they said they're coming back with a new series. Because that's a character that yeah. isn't going to be gone for long. Um, it's but really it's, weird that they're oh, not currently? publishing. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're oh, not, okay. DC is not publishing a Green Arrow comic book right now. Oh, yeah, I they actually hired a new team. They announced this new team. And I, yeah. what did they do? Two issues before they're like, and we're canceling your book. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's really weird, though. Like... It's like when Marvel was just like not publishing Fantastic Four for a little while. It's like that feels weird to yeah. just not have that book on the shelf. I mean, you can't publish everything. No, but you know, like no one's gonna beat up DC for not having an Adam book every month or something. But yeah. do they have an Adam book? No. Okay. No. <laughs> but like Green Arrow, maybe not A list, but he's like high B list. I yeah. feel like he's he's like that second tier. Like, I mean, obviously not if they cancel them. Just saying. He's got a TV show, Mary. <laughs> I mean, Which and that's ending. As well. <laughs> I don't know if it's getting, it's just ending. God, but God, they did eight seasons. This would be its eighth season. That's, it was who, seven seasons too much, probably. No, probably. <laughs> I, I wasn't a fan, but you can't tell me when that show started you thought it would go eight seasons. Pretty incredible. I mean, fucking Smallville got ten out of a not even a Superman show, a Superman prequel show got 10 seasons, which is a problem, but still, it, <laughs> you know, that was a good thing with like Arrow, at least. It's not like Oliver Queen becoming Green Arrow for eight years. Like, just fucking put him in the suit, for God's sake. Like, even if it wasn't true 100% Green Arrow, it's like, okay, at least they're they're trying He's something. in the suit and he's doing stuff. So, going, going back, to trying to go back to the topic we've begun with yes <laughs> why, why do you think the dc in particular uh did this kind of stuff we're like hey we want a superman tv show but we don't want him in the suit hey we want mm-hmm. you know it's, it's just kind of weird like uh, there was a point where they even wanted to bring batman into it mm-hmm. at least bruce wayne yeah and they were like nope nope we're doing movies with him we don't want yeah, to they, like, they, they have a weird ruin I think they're more conservative about what they want to do i watched a thing one time Gun-shy, maybe with um uh, which helps remember. them but also hinders them oh 
I'm trying to remember the name of it. He's he's the guy that's like he's like almost like a Kevin Feige, if you will, of the CW show. He's the 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 man, and I cannot remember his name off the top of my head. It doesn't matter. But anyways, I was watching a thing with him one time when I was still really into the shows, and they had right when they were going to have Superman show up on Supergirl in the second season, and they were saying that uh, DC and Warner Brothers is was basically really open with them to use any characters they want other than the Trinity, just for. But for and like so for them to use Superman, they basically have to like submit some kind of request and then like specifically say how many episodes they want him for and it has to be approved. And you can use him for like you can have him for these two episodes and then that's it. Then he has to go away or go whatever, you know. And they have to like request every time to use Superman. Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman for some reason are the only ones that's like I don't know if they are those like your cash cow characters so much like these ones can't be messed with i don't know i don't know what that's really doing. strange to me especially when you're like oh yeah you guys want freaking commander steel the adam go ahead whatever white canary have them rip hunter go ahead not superman though. you cannot have not the one that everybody knows exactly. you know what i mean like if, if we're gonna lean into the stuff that people like why wouldn't you just go all in with the you know come out with your yeah it's, and and i don't think because you're seeing him on a TV show is not it's not going to make you not want to go see the movie mm-hmm. that I that that thinking if that's what it is is flawed yeah definitely if anything it's going to help um because they did the same thing with they're going to get more you're creating a market for it. exactly uh, they did the same with Gotham like mm-hmm. when Batman finally showed up I think you maybe saw like the back of him in the Batman suit. Oh, that I don't what even, it was? Yeah, I don't even think you saw like him full on as Batman. <laughs> I stopped giving a fuck about Gotham a long time ago. Gotham ended, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is, I think he showed up in the last episode. Ago, yeah. So he was an adult. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know the reason, like, you were asking for Smallville, why to, to choose to do it with no Superman, no costume, whatever. I know, at least in the beginning, because I mean, clearly they, they didn't plan on that thing going 10 years yeah. when they started. I know in the beginning, the reason to do it that way was because they thought this new kind of young hip, you know, generation, whatever, isn't into the tights and the capes and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like trying to give a, a modern update for Superman that what they thought the kids nowadays would the be The kids into. are fine with all the powers. They just don't want Superman. Exactly. And, capes. and so that was the idea of it. But yeah, clearly they didn't think like... Like, oh, yeah, we could do this for two or three seasons and probably have some success or whatever. And then for some reason, just kept going and going and got to 10. You know, we never did get him in the well, suit. Didn't they do an episode back? Uh, man, wasn't didn't didn't the Justice League show up at some point? The JSA shows up. Well, they, oh, they, did, the like, they did a version, a version of the Justice of it, yeah. League and then they did the JSA. Oh, OK. And like they basically did like everything of Superman without they did Doomsday, for God's sakes, on Smallville. Hmm. Like they did everything you could do with Superman without superman interesting somehow for 10 and we never did get tom welling in the suit and there's still a lot of people that are upset by I that i thought you did at the very I end they did huh no he, he never he never put the suit on uh the, the the last episode of smallville there's shots where you see him from like very distance where he's like cg where he's like flying oh. by the plane and stuff and then like he comes up to the window and you can kind of see the cape in the background but you only see like here to here hmm. and he's like waving in the window and then the last shot of smallville is him running on the rooftop and he pulls the shirt open but you never get to see a full shot a shot of tom welling in the superman suit gotcha. which is a real and it's a bummer too because when he runs and he opens the the suit it's the s from superman returns because that was the most recent yeah. you know superman that we'd had and I don't know. It's like, man, 
like Tom Welling, I guess, really didn't want to put the suit on, and I guess he stuck by that even towards the end. Like, no, I'm not doing it for whatever well. reason. But it's like, man, that would have been a pretty good reward for ten years of people that watch that show. Like, just in the last episode, put the fucking suit on, for God's sakes, man, be Superman. Well, had if they would have got him instead of uh, it's Brandon Routh that played mm-hmm. him in Superman Returns. I mean, you've got ten years of a built up audience right there. That movie, I don't think, would have bombed like it did. Yeah. I mean, I think it would have done a lot. I mean, Smallville better. came out in 2001. Superman Returns was in 2006. So by that point, Smallville's been off for five years already. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, Smallville was a big reason for Superman Returns getting made. It was that show performing well on before the CW, the WB back then. That like, OK, there's interest in Superman again. Let's get another Superman movie put together. But yeah, why a not? Good. Superman movie. Wow. Well, they failed. That's Let's go get Brian Singer, the best man on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mention his name. <laughs> um, Brian Singer. Oh. Who? <laughs> he's he's joined the the very long list of Hollywood no nos at this point. I we'll just, just wanted you to we'll say just, the name again oh. because you said we don't mention his name. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, another really good example too of like comics being changed around and stuff during the 60s when the bat mania craze and stuff was going on they really did a lot of stuff and almost to the fault of dc to where you know they said that the bat books were almost getting canceled oh yeah at a certain point because they had become so silly because the comic book fans didn't respect that show you know and little kids really enjoyed that show but and they're not buying the comics. Not mostly. And adults really liked that show because they it was parody. They thought it was funny. So it was a perfect combination of the kids could watch yeah. it and they thought it was a really intense, serious Batman show and the parents would watch it and laugh because like, clearly they're having fun with this. They're kind of making fun of Batman almost more than they are doing anything else. But the show becomes so popular that the, the comics start imitating the 66 Batman show and the comic fans hated that. And they just stopped buying the books. So it's like that. It, there's definitely times when it can backfire. Yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, though, that made it that because of that, because of the silliness that it it became in the comics to pull it out. That's when he became. It got darker. He became more of a detective, um, and that's you know. And I think it was like kind of like w- when they gave Frank Miller uh, Daredevil, where yeah. it's like this. This is going to get canceled. Do what you want with this character at yeah. this point. That's always when the books flourish the most is when no eyes are on it. Because yeah. it's like just complete creative control. Basically, kind of do whatever you want. Uh, a lot of people give Frank Miller credit for kind of pulling Batman out of the grave, so to speak, at that point. But like, I think uh, Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams oh, deserve yeah. a lot more credit yeah. than that. Because they were the first that ones to kind of stuff. come in and like, okay, let's kind of reroute Batman, do Ra's al Ghul. They, yeah. They're the ones that... We're like, let's make the Joker a murderer again. Because for a good 15, 20 years, the Joker was pretty harmless in the oh, comics. Oh, yeah. Driving around his little Joker mobile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He'd kind of like steal some money or something and get caught. No, Batman again, whatever. But like, he was never a threat to anybody. And so when they kind of, you know, brought Danny And that's how most Adam's of the in. villains were. I mean, that oh, had yeah. gotten to, like you, what you were saying before, it was very much like the, the TV show. Yeah. And say, and it was more parody than anything. It was just, it was, it was making fun of the tropes of a superhero and putting them on TV. 
and it's weird because like it, it's it's really hard to critique that show because like it's so much still ingrained in the pop culture everybody's aware of that show even if they've never seen it oh yeah and the show ended you know 50 years ago so like but it, it left such a mark like there's still so many shows now that are like parodying that show and even if you don't know even if you've never seen that show you know what those little like tropes are you know what i mean oh yeah so it's like how do you i guess really give that show too much shit because it was so big but i don't know it did it do more damage to the brand of batman I don't know. You could argue it did, but like I said, you don't have what we have today without them sinking to that level and yeah. having to pull themselves out somehow. Mm-hmm. And that's how we got the Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams stuff. So it's a rise and fall kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, Todd McFarlane said when they were when he first got on Spider Man with uh, McLeany and stuff, he said it was kind of a thing too that not. I mean, Spider-Man, I don't think, has ever really fallen out of popularity so much to say, but it was, when they first got on, it was kind of like, not so much do whatever you want, but they, they weren't really, I, it, it was X-Men. It was all about X-Men at that yeah. point. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, when they were introducing Venom and stuff, there was were they said they, they were pitching things that, you know, probably wouldn't have been accepted had the book been successful at the time, but they had came up with the ideas to do Venom and do, you know, some of the other stuff. So, like, I guess... That's just the way it's kind of a wave that you kind of have to just, you know, ride when the book hits a certain low point. That's when it you can come in with an idea that's just crazy enough to to revamp the whole fucking thing. Is that how it yeah, works? I think so. Okay. That's fair. I think that's what they do with the with the media affecting the comic books is like, oh, well, we see that this movie is popular maybe we should make it look more like that and give them the suits and blah, blah, blah. So. I just, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I, just, I want a certain amount of distance, though. You know? That's What's why I kind of like the, uh, so you've got the 616 Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. You've got the Ultimate Universe. I couldn't tell you what the number is on that. Yeah. And then you got the Movie Universe. That's kind of like a lot of the, like when Thor popped up, I'm like, oh, he he reminds me of Ultimate Thor. There was yeah. there were parts like Hawkeye. There were parts where I'm like, okay, I see. Oh, the MCU is very much they're very much the pulling from the yeah. Ultimate Universe, which I'm I have no problem with. Oh, for sure. But uh, talk about comics influencing media. One of my favorite comic book cartoons was the old X Men cartoon. I know I haven't watched it. The 92. Yeah, because I mean, that just I remember watching that as a kid. I'm like, this is like I'm watching the comic books. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. They did at the height of storylines. Oh, yeah. Couldn't have came out at a better time. I love that. I'm sure it's one of those things like like if I go back and try to watch G.I. Joe and Transformers that I loved as a kid, I try to watch those and go, what the hell? This is horrible. It's weird that certain shows can kind of hold their. Stuff like Batman the Animated Series feels oh, yeah. very That's... timeless, but X-Men, the animation's not that bad. It still looks pretty good, but like some of the voice acting stuff is just very corny. It's yeah. very soap opera. Well, I even remember uh, watching it because I, you know, I, I was reading those comics. I read those comics. Mm-hmm. I was watching that on the TV. Um, but they did like, everything. They did like 
Age of Apocalypse. Oh, yeah, I mean, they, they did Age all the, they did the Phoenix stuff. They did um, all the big stuff. But I do remember one thing that always bothered me was every time Storm had a had her moment and she was like calling upon the goddess of this and that and i'm like just shoot him with lightning you don't have to give me a big speech <laughs> oh, she, she has to <laughs> when i hit you with the winds of a thousand days <laughs> just like oh my god well as a kid though it was kind of cool though it was no, like, no. <laughs> i was younger than you True. watching that show <laughs> It was like, oh, look how badass she is, but like, <laughs> it's not practical. Yeah. But they're all in their like Jim Lee designs and stuff, oh, too, yeah. which is really, really cool. Which translated really, really well to the to the home screen. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't know. Like Mary was asking, like, what what's the right level of distance? And I guess maybe that's just person to person. But like, I don't want to pick up, you know, as popular as like the Netflix shows got at one point. I would hit be upset if like i picked up a daredevil comic and he was in that costume or something you know what i mean like that would that would bother me i remember watching that first season of daredevil and he was running around in his little black ninja outfit yeah. for most of the season it was like Until the last episode the episode before last or the last episode yeah. when he actually puts it on that i got bored i had a i kept falling asleep so i'm like no i don't i don't care about this costume i want his little <laughs> black suit oh you like the little ninja <laughs> yeah, one I, oh. I, I, well then I, you loved season three because he was back in the the ninja costume yeah so i didn't i didn't really have a problem with that i mean i did like his his devil suit don't get me wrong but I, i'm actually not even that big a fan of it to be honest with you but that's like suit for suit i'll take that black ninja one over the, the oh, yeah. daredevil one I don't know if they just thought they needed to break the color up that it couldn't be all red, but I don't really like all the little like black shoulder pad stuff that's going on. Like I get, I understand why you can say like we can't just have the whole freaking thing be red, but I'm like why not? Like, it, it looks that was fun. very that was a '90s Daredevil that was going on. I can't remember what it was where he kind of had the armored suit and he had the yeah. the black pads and stuff. I actually don't mind the Affleck one. I didn't have a problem with it. I, I think that suit's actually kind of badass. The, I mean, the only thing that bugs me about that suit is there was this period during the 2000 superhero movies where it was like they could they they they're superheroes but we didn't want it to like we didn't want it to look like kids cartoon kind of thing so everything was like really muted colors like mm-hmm. daredevil's suit was almost more like maroon yeah brown deep, almost, deep red instead of like just put him in a red fucking suit like look at look at the spider-man homecoming costume like look how fucking beautiful that is and everything was all armored yeah. daredevil's one that they didn't really I mean that never really affected what how he looked like in the comics. It no. always looked like a full, you know, spandex bodysuit that he was wearing. The one that Affleck has is almost like a leather kind of a it was very Batman esque kind yeah. of a padded leather. Kind it reminded of a thing. me of like a biker kind of thing yeah. that he had going on, but it, it looked cool. They went for the little tiny kind of DD in the corner instead of doing the big old. Full yeah, room. again, what put him in that fucking know, yellow if one? You give him. <laughs> Yeah, again, if you try to, if that doesn't, that's not going to translate on screen very well. Just go for go, it, man. <laughs> I love when they have the balls to just go for it. Even sometimes if they, they pull it off. I mean, even when it doesn't, I just like that they did it. It's like fuck it, man. Yeah, just do it. That's why I like when they first announced Mysterio for Far From Home. Like he better have that fucking fishbowl on his yeah. head, or I'll be pretty upset. <laughs> yeah, he does. I don't care if it looks dumb. I don't. I don't care if it doesn't translate. I just. I want to see it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> so, well, I guess we'll see how much he actually wears it in the movie because obviously it's not out yet. But I think more. I think he'll wear that more than uh, Deadshot wore his helmet in the Suicide Squad. <laughs> I don't know. Jake Hall is a pretty what? good Hollywood actor too. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's why I, I think that's why I had so much respect for uh, Ryan Reynolds. You know, I mean, in in Deadpool two, you did have those moments where he was technically dead, or you know, on that oh. in that limbo with his woman, and he looked like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, but I mean, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna take this mask off, and my face is gonna be all fucked up. Like, yeah, that's you know, this is Mister Pretty Boy like Hollywood very, guy. That would have been a very believable thing that they would have done to like, yeah, well, we're not really gonna scar his face up, exactly. like. like that's very believable. They yeah. would have done that, which is. And yeah. I think he had such passion for that project. He was probably he like, probably no, we pushed for it more. In. Yeah, I could see the the studio going. No, no, we we need them to see your pretty face. We need a and face like, to no, no, put no. on the poster. No, no, no. Yeah. They yeah. want to see this. Exactly. Yeah, they don't care about my face. <laughs> when Warner Brothers goes, look, dude, we paid twenty million dollars to get Will Smith in this fucking movie. If we wanted to do to put a mask on, we could have got that for a quarter of that money and got some random guy. <laughs> We paid the money for Will Smith. You're gonna fucking put your face in the, you know, what I mean? and I hate that. Yeah, I hate it so much. It's yeah, like, that's irritating. No, it's Deadshot. He has a mask on. Like Will Smith's all cool, well and good, whatever. But like, if you're gonna take the role, put the fucking mask. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence is gonna be Mystique. She needs to look blue. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care if she hates the makeup. You took the job. <laughs> like, was that not part of the? Like, you understand you're gonna be in a thing of makeup, you know, to be in this role. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Oh, and you said how much? Yeah. <laughs> and then the day comes. Oh, we're doing this. You know. Well, Natalie Portman didn't like being in all her makeup either as the queen. So. Oh, for the, the prequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. She was like a child at that point, though. I have more sympathy for her. She was like a young girl in that yeah. first movie. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. I. It was one of the cons that came to town. We sat through a Q and A with Rose McGowan. Mm-hmm. I was hoping to hear about like uh, Death Proof and or you know Planet Terror and mm-hmm. Scream and stuff like that. No, it was like Once Upon a Time and Charmed for an hour. <laughs> uh, but there were the one of the cooler stories was the, you know shoot doing a night shoot and they were in a a lake and was her and some other girl and the Ooh. the other girl she was with was just like was just nonstop bitching about this. I can't believe we're doing this. And she's like, well, didn't you read the script? Didn't yeah. you know this was coming? You know, what, what, what I really did you sign up sometimes, for? sometimes. Cause I mean, like I don't work in Hollywood. I don't know how any of that works. Obviously. Like I know there's agents involved that negotiate deals and whatever, blah, blah, blah. I get all that. But like, yeah, don't you kind of at least get somewhat briefed on the job yeah. that you're taking before you take it? I, I get changes are going to be made, but you're not going to read it and go, Oh, this, this is gonna suck. That maybe we, maybe we won't film that. No, I, I'm sure it's it's in there for a reason. <laughs> like, like I'm not gonna go like take a job at like a ice cream factory and like, oh, I hate working in the cold. Yeah, can't it's be cold. Co- Why is it cold, cold here? <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, but isn't that like like that's the job? Yeah, I'm like, well, yeah, but I don't, I don't do cold. Like, well, then you don't do job. Yeah. <laughs> you just go do unemployed. You know that? Yeah, something like that bothers me. And I don't know. Sometimes. It's a matter of money, I think, too. So it's so much money to, you know, animate this or whatever. But <sighs> Jennifer, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence, I don't know how much of it. I, I think there's two sides of that. I think there's half of it that's like, hey, we got the girl from Hunger Games in our movie. Let's make sure people know that it's her. And then there's the other half of it that's like she didn't care for the, the makeup. Because it looks like every movie she's been in, it's like a little less. Oh, like, they, you, they've changed it drastically from the first movie she did. When you look at the trailers like, for Dark Phoenix, it's like a very tame oh, version yeah. of Mystique compared to what it was. Yeah. 
You know, it's like that. I don't. I'm. And Mystique is a character that I I feel they could pull off how she is, how she does look in the comics, very well. On they've screen. never, yeah, they've never done it. Um, I love that look, the white tank oh, yeah. top and the. There was yeah. an old wizard wizard magazine we came across in the store, and they had. Uh, I was showing McCord because he's a big X Men fan, but they no. had they had got like the the cast. Here's mm-hmm. the cast, and they went through and did these kind of renditions of how they're like gonna a fan, look like a fan art kind of or like a photoshop kind of, but i mean and i mean Re- rebecca romaine as mystique was like mystique from the comic and they oh, yeah. put her face in it and i was like that's awesome that, that looks, looks great um, but i don't know who the actress is that you know forgive me off the top of my head that plays mystique in the the singer movies the original uh ones. rebecca romaine oh is that yeah. okay okay yeah. um but like yeah she never bitched or anything or at least not as far as i know mm-hmm. like I, and you you only see her as a normal person for like that one shot in the third movie after she gets the the cure or yeah. whatever. Other than that, like she's fucking mystique all the time. Yep. She's naked for some reason, but <laughs> she's all Yeah, again, see that's what she's that's all spiky and stuff. I don't know. That's a weird design. Yeah. I thought it was cool when I was a kid when the first time I saw it because it's just it's very striking. Like I've never seen that before. I mean also she's naked and I'm ten, so cool, but <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. There's yeah. I guess let us know out there. What or does it bother you? Do you not care? Like I, I'd love to hear like the other side of the argument from someone that's like, I never gave a shit about comics until this movie. So like because of those things, that's why I read comic books now. Yeah. Maybe and I, I, there's there has to be a, a ton of those people out there. Yeah, because I, I even do I think remember some of that because like my my gateway to comics was through Spider Man and I was a big fan of the Raimi movies and like you get so used to that that universe becomes your foundation of what that character is. So then when you go and read it, like, no, this isn't right. Like, <laughs> you know, whatever. It's like, no, that wasn't right. Yeah. Um, so like I, I can understand it. But then it's just like, then why not just do it the right way the first time? I don't know. Yeah. That's I don't know. That's how I felt with the original X Men movie that it was great. Back then, it was great because <laughs> we were like getting an X Men movie. Was it great? Well, it was good. <laughs> it was fine. Um, but they they went off the they went so far off the beaten path of what the comic was that the further they went with the series of movies, the further away they got from the comics. The bar was set so much lower back then because like we were just happy to have anything. Oh yeah. Just the fact that there was a movie called X Men coming out, you're like, I'll just take it. <laughs> Like when you when you look at like the the how far they're willing to go with the movies now, and you go back and you watch a movie like X Men, it really feels subpar. But like, if you just have to look at it through that time frame, it's like yeah. But at that point, we didn't have anything to compare it to. Yeah, now we have like many, compared many to Batman things. and Robin, X Men is the shit. Oh yeah, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, I still know people to this day who think the X-Men movies are the greatest superhero movies out there, which is... Uh, that's not true. No. <laughs> um, that's not even a difference of opinion. It's just not true. <laughs> oh. I don't know. It's When you're talking about better, it's like, what do you mean better? Like, financially better? No. Critically better? No. No. So, yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. What are you talking about here? It's, it's every, Everyone has their own opinions. I mean... And some of them are wrong, and that's fine. Come on, my bro. Should we move into some weekly picks? Yeah, I have a weekly pick. <laughs> okay. I'm going to pick Edith. It's a webtoon. 
Okay. It's really cute. It's a romance one. Um, but so main character, Edith, um, she used to be bullied a lot when she was younger. And she I'm I'm only seventeen chapters in mm-hmm. uh or episodes in. And so not a whole lot has happened. The only things that have happened is that oh, there was a boy that she uh liked in high school but he like didn't even remember her and then she ends up getting like super drunk and goes home with a different guy named philip he takes her home and he's he's prince philip now uh some other things have happened the the guy that she had a crush on ended up having a girlfriend that she didn't even know about and she thought that the guy was flirting with her it's like a whole like big misunderstandings and things like that and she's gonna have to deal with her past bullying and uh getting past misunderstandings it's just a whole big it's a thing that you know (laughs) it's it's a thing it's i like it it's a it's about a it's about a person that just is just trying to learn how to grow up and find love okay so (laughs) it's got some drama in there for you it's got drama okay. in there, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> up with me. But no breaking up and, <laughs> but no breaking up and crying about it or anything like that. Or at least not yet. So we'll it's see. like if he breaks up with you, you better take it. <laughs> no, <laughs> you cry. <laughs> oh, it's Kylie. Uh my pick is something I haven't seen yet, but it came out this week. It's Brightburn. Kylie's getting really fast and loose with these uh, weekly picks. No, I'm I'm you haven't I'm ex- seen it yet? No, I'm ex- well it just came out yesterday, last night, today. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I forgot. Um, but I've been looking forward to it. Evil, it looks evil Superman, uh, yeah. basically. It's basically like James Gunn produced it. It's basically like Man of Steel. I heard it has mediocre reviews. Really? Yeah. Eh, it looks like something I'll I'll enjoy. So James Gunn it. produced. Yeah, a lot of people were calling it like James Gunn's. Like he didn't direct it. Yeah. A lot of people were kind of like pushing that narrative. I think because he's uh, he's a big name. He didn't direct it. It feels very Man of Steel gone wrong. Very much so. The trailers look interesting, though. That's that's one. Yeah, I don't know if that's one that I'm gonna like. Be running to the local cinema. I want to, to go I want to see, see if or... I can see it sometime this weekend. But, you uh... saw? Didn't you see Advanced Rocket Man though? Right? No, we weren't oh. able to go. You weren't able shit, to go. Shit came up. Yeah. Okay, because I was wondering. I was like, I was like, because I never. You never I did brought get it the up. soundtrack today because that came out though. Okay, it was just Elton John's greatest hits, probably. Uh, but it's it's uh, the actor singing. Oh yeah, it's uh, oh, so they didn't Taron go Edgerton. They didn't go the Bohemian Rhapsody route, huh? No, oh. no. I mean, and I think he has a duet with Elton John on there at some point. Oh. Uh, I think there are probably some Elton John tunes, but for the most part, it's is he it's doing him. like an Elton John impression almost? Yeah. Like, or okay, does it sound pretty close? Yeah, okay, it's very good. I'll have to check that out. Does does a very good job. Does he sing "Can You Feel Love Tonight"? I'm excited for it. <laughs> Don't remember that being on there. I don't think they go into God that at the damn. in the movie, which would be just fine. With me. <laughs> <laughs> and my pick next week will probably be Swamp Thing. Oh yeah. Oh, is that starting next week? Yeah. Oh okay. Um. All right. Doom so, Patrol. No, Doom Patrol is amazing. Hmm? Always pick Doom Patrol. Uh, Aladdin. No, no. <laughs> um, so, Spider Man. No. Uh, so we just. <laughs> I tried to even come out this week. The Flash. Power Rangers. No. Um, uh, not Superman. So I I super missed the boat on this because um, I've always been kind of like hesitant to to call myself like a Star Wars fan. If people ask me if I'm a Star oh, Wars, oh the fan. Darth Maul thing. No, um, <laughs> not Darth Maul. Darth Vader. <laughs> because like <laughs> I I am a big 
fan of Star Wars movies, but I always have never felt comfortable saying I'm a Star Wars fan because I feel like I can never hang with Star Wars fans because like I don't do the post novels, I don't do all the others. Not like because like any reason like I refuse to. I just never have you know. Even it's really weird. I love Star Wars and I love comics, but I've never combined those things, even though I've been fully aware of their existence, you know, and I've heard how There's good they've some, been. They've done yeah. some good stuff. And it's like, I just, and for, and you know, like a lot of people, Vader's my favorite character because fucking Vader's awesome. It's always been my favorite character from Star Wars because why would he not be? Um, and I've heard how good the Karen Gillan Vader Jar Jar was your favorite. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Vader's a close number two. Um, <laughs> I did read the Darth Maul miniseries from a couple of years back, a year or two yeah, back. Yeah, Darth Maul or something. Yeah, like that. like that. I enjoyed that for what it was. I I wasn't blown away by it. Like this was fun. Like especially for a character that really didn't have a whole lot. I'm like okay, kind of expand his thing a little bit more. But I heard how good the the 2015 Vader series was, and it's like yeah, maybe I'll get to that at some point or whatever. And then it was right at the beginning of this month with May the Fourth coming up. I was watching Star Wars all week long and everything, and I was like. I was like, oh, I was like, I'm actually gonna like go check that out and finally start reading. And I've, you know, it's only 25 issues was Gillen's yeah. run before they they rebooted it with Charles Soule and then Kyber Crystals bleeded and it was dumb. So, but um, like that that 25 issue run on Darth Vader, dude, it is so good. I understand I'm like four years late on this, but did you read? Is that all you read? Did you read Star Wars at all? I, along I have. With it, the I'm, Jason I'm going stuff? into that now. Okay, so. I read the crossover, the Vader down that was with. Well, and even Jason before Aaron that, they Karen were. Gillen. If you're reading them both at the same time, they did. Okay. They were, you know, like you were getting a little more out of it because okay. stuff was happening at the same time in both books. I have like the first two or three trades downloaded on Comicsology of, of Star Wars, nice. and I'm ready to hop right into those next. But yeah, I mean, Roka's art on Vader is so good. It, it's just awesome, man, and and it, I could not believe how well it fills in little holes that you didn't even realize you needed filled in and it's just like man that really like gives some more weight and depth to like these things that in these movies i've seen a hundred times but it's like oh there's a little extra yeah. in there now when yeah. you're like kind of know like oh because this happened now i like and it it kind of fills in gaps like you know this happened but you don't know why now you know where they figured this out to do this you know what i mean it's just, it's just really good karen gillen's awesome i like i say I'm the guy here in 2019. Like this book from 2015 was really good. Like I, 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 I was late. I'm sorry. I apologize. It won't happen again. I now understand what I need to do. So um, I think they have an omnibus for it. If anybody yeah, wants, yeah, I think to, that's pretty recent. Yeah, if they want to check that out. If not, it's 25 issues. It's probably like I think it's only four trades. That sounds. They collect the whole thing, plus the Vader down is its own trade, which is the crossover between the Vader book and Star Wars, which is basically just op vader killing everyone that was pretty sweet so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna pick that book that <laughs> run i guess if you have comiXology unlimited though you can read the whole run with your subscription to that so i need you to pick something more current uh, just kidding <laughs> <laughs> well to uh doomsday clock i'm going the kylie <laughs> round picking something that hasn't even come out yet that's not gonna be your pick and you know it it, it could be <laughs> This is supposed to be the one. It's not going to be Heroes in Crisis number nine, I'll tell you that. Ah. Which also comes out next week. I hear that's been amazing. I thought that was over. No, the last one comes out next week. No, you've just been thinking it's over. I've been waiting for it. I only read the first three (laughs) issues, so. 
it's one of those things like I make fun of people that buy comic books they don't like. I think it's dumb to buy comic books you don't like. But it's one of those ones where like when it's so short, it's a nine issue miniseries. Might as well like, finish it. It's off. like I, I've hated this for the majority it's of most it. Of the year, but there's though, I mean. but there's one issue <laughs> left, and it's like the first couple issues I really wanted to like. Okay, there's a couple of things that are interesting going on here, and as it went, it's like no, this is pretty garbage. But like, I'll be upset if I at least don't know how it ended. So I'm like, okay, fine, I'll buy the last one. One thing I'll give to DC though is they they will put that out on a monthly basis, so it will take actually nine months to get the story. This <laughs> um, if it was Marvel and it was a nine issue series with all the crossover stuff, mm-hmm. it'd be done in two months. Yeah, because they just jam that all out like we got. And week every week. and every title would have a would have a time. Oh yeah, yeah. There's only been I mean they did the little Batman and Flash, the price or whatever crossover they did was a tie-in to Heroes in Crisis. But other than that, it's been pretty much its own its own thing and like because of things that have happened in heroes and crisis other books have like referenced it but i wouldn't call it a tie-in by any means so that's something else i was gonna ask you guys about if we got we got we got plenty of time still right yeah okay as much time as you want time in the world that's right um this is a this is a discussion charles and i were having earlier because i feel like a lot of writers now especially like I don't want to call them like the bigger name guys, but just for lack of a better term, the Bendises, the Tom Kings, the Hickmans of the world. I feel like they don't feel as obligated to reference or pay attention to other things that are going on. And that really kind of bums me out, actually, because like as a fan, I love kind of being rewarded a little bit. Like I'm not saying you need to like don't confuse people so much like if you're just reading batman and you're not reading like nightwing or something what else like don't confuse me reading batman because i'm not reading nightwing but i like like if i'm reading nightwing and there's like a little mention or reference to something like oh yeah like that that happened to nightwing it was written by this other dude like Mm. i feel like like bendis is completely doing his own thing with superman like bendis is not paying attention to anything that anybody else is doing at dc neither is tom king like tom king's batman basically exists in its own for the most part little thing and it's like i i don't know that, that kind of well, bothers because me because when doomsday clock ends it will be another rebirth it'll yeah. be the re-rebirth oh God, please don't the re-rebirth the re-rebirth please call it that too <laughs> especially because now you got bendis too so you just bring re-re from marvel like call oh, the gosh. re-rebirth <laughs> but like i don't know do, how do you guys feel about that like continuity and stuff like do you think writers should at least be somewhat aware, like reading other things that are kind of going on, or do you think it's not? I, I think in this day and age, when they're getting these big names like that, I don't let care. them do what let they want. Do what they're paying them enough money, let them do what they want. I mean, we learned that with Grant Morrison when he came on to Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Morrison's he, he's another one. Yeah, he does not care. He's gonna do what he wants to do. Yeah. I mean, like one of his like conditions before he even signs on to do a book is he does not have an editor he is his own editor um so it, and i love just how we get r.i.p yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love morrison but it, it, it is frustrating sometimes especially when like say bendis like brings a character into a book that we haven't seen in a while or whatever and it's like oh yeah this thing and it's like well no like he was in this not that long ago and this and this happened or whatever like he's a villain now or whatever it's like okay well bendis didn't read that so like, he, like you know what i mean yeah. like it is kind of frustrating because like i love the f- at least at least kind of pretending that they're all connected in this one big thing because they're supposed to be yeah and when stuff's like i was like okay well that's not you know like when you're reading x-men red 
and Namor's on the team, and then Jason Aaron is having Namor go to war with the human race in Avengers and stuff, and it's like, okay, well, there was obviously a miscommunication there. <laughs> uh, that stuff kind of bothers It doesn't really bother me, I guess, but I, I get a, a quick little kind of like, yeah, like yeah. moment when you see stuff like, okay, like they're in on it together, at least enough to kind of like wink, you know, like Snyder and like Joshua Williamson, like other guys, they seem like they like Flash will reference stuff that's going on in Justice League. Or Justice League will do something with Flash that's like, oh yeah, and blah blah blah. Like this happened in in Flash. Like I don't know. I I, I like that. I really enjoy that. It's like okay, it's all one thing, and I I hate that these like bigger name. Like oh, I'm kind of like above that. I don't have to, you know. Yeah. I'm not gonna read those other books. <laughs> this sounds like a discussion we could have on a completely other podcast. <laughs> Uh, it was just something Charles and I were talking about earlier. And I'm just saying it just sounds like it's yeah. something we could do a whole other episode. I don't know about. how how deep it goes. It was just something I guess I wanted to post to you. Okay. Uh, is that something that, how do you feel about it? I have no feeling about it at all. Okay. I'm very boring. I had I don't have a feeling. <laughs> I'm not even reading the DC or Marvel universe at all. So no, yeah. I don't care. I mean back in the like the eight the late eighties, I mean mm-hmm. You couldn't read a comic book without having like a character saying something and having a little asterisk next to it, and then at the bottom of the page going, "Hey, mm-hmm. to see what he's talking about there, you need to read this book. You know, yeah. check out this book and this issue number." And, I mean, they did that all the time. Yeah, I'm not even saying I necessarily even need that. You know what I mean? But if like, say like Superman has a story where he goes to outer space or something and does some crazy thing, and then like I'm reading that, and then I'm reading Batman, and then like a month or two later, whatever. Superman shows up in Batman and Batman says something like, Oh, it's nice to have you back or whatever. Like, or like, did you have fun in space or something or whatever? Like that doesn't stop the story to say that. It's like, yeah. Oh, it's cool. Like, yeah, no, that interrupts my story. I hate that. Like, I don't know. Those little like throwaway <laughs> things. They do so much like connective tissue to the universe for me that I just, I, 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 I get a kick out of that. And it, it bugs me when that's why I like the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true though. Like, <laughs> You're so much like more everything, invested like in all, all the, of that. the TV shows. Everything there, there's mm-hmm. little nods here and there to everything. That's yeah. why I'm like, why, why hasn't DC gotten off their ass and done something like this? Because they but. tried and they put the wrong guy behind it, and everybody <laughs> hated it. So they go, okay, we won't do it again. Um, it is, it is what it is. But okay, well, I guess that pretty much does it for us. <laughs> yes, um, we're all over the place. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of I, I just my idea for this episode was kind of like we'll just kind of start here and see where it goes. Yeah. I wasn't really too worried about tangents or whatever like we'll start here this is at least enough to like get a conversation rolling we'll just talk about whatever we talk about so that's that next week we got uh double action for you with uh hopefully doomsday clock doomsday clock is coming out if they were going to delay it again i feel like we would have heard by now yeah so doomsday clock is coming out it exists doomsday clock number 10 will be out next week also with the Doug Wagner interview next week as well, talking about his upcoming sequel to The Ride, which will be coming out in like the first or second week of June. So that way he can come and sell his book to all you guys. You guys should go all go out and buy it. So uh, time flies almost as fast as Superman. This podcast is about over. Make sure you guys are checking out the Nerd Dome podcast, which is the other podcast that Kylie is no. on. No. Okay, or don't. <laughs> it sucks. Um, we did, we did, we did one a couple you, weeks ago. It was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty or if you do check it out, you have to comment saying Kylie is better on this show. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that. I don't need any of that. Um, make sure you guys are following us on social media as well. FOC underscore podcast on 
uh, both Twitter and Instagram, Fortress of Comitude Podcast, obviously on Facebook. Uh, you know, the podcast is available wherever you're hearing it now, but if there's, uh, you know, if you're listening to it here on some stream or whatever, if you have Spotify, we're also on Spotify. I don't think we, you know, promote that as much as we probably should. iTunes, obviously, Stitcher. Um, I don't think we're on Google Play. We should find out how to get on, like, the Google Play Store podcast. Okay. We'll figure it out at some point. But uh, that pretty much does it for us here. We'll see you guys next week with two podcasts. My name's Tyler. I'm Mary. Yeah, I'm Kylie. And see you around, guys.